You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I'm busy loving myself, putting me first Now that I know I deserve more I'm busy loving myself, putting me first Made up my mind, I'm on my grind My time to shine, you hit my line I press decline, no time for that I'm moving forward and right now You're in my past, I've come too far To turn back now, not going back I see that everybody's sleeping on me They really gotta see it What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Jamila T. Davis. And Tara Wallace. And this is I I Love Me More Podcast. Podcast. Oh, man. Tara, I can't believe it. We are finally here. I'm so excited and nervous. (laughs) I'm nervous, too, but I'm like, look at God. Yeah. Look at our journey of life and look at where we started and where we are now. This idea over dinner. Man. And we taping, baby. And we're taping. Yes. But it's really before the dinner. Right. Right? You and I got connected. So it was actually 2020. 2020. Yes. (laughs) Right before the months before the pandemic started. Right. Right. And director Yuri hit me up after the mayor connected us. And she's like, I have funding to do a program for victims of domestic violence. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I could do it. I got something because I was doing a lot of stuff for kids at the time. And so I put this program together called Rise Up and it was a healing circle for women where they would share. And it's so crazy, y'all, because when you think of domestic violence, you think of a man beating you behind and that's just what it is. And I never looked at myself to be a victim of really anything, but definitely not a victim of domestic violence. So we was going in that place and sharing and I was like, hold (laughs) up. It really started jogging my memory about the toxic, crazy relationships I was in. That we don't even think is toxic or crazy when we in them because we just in them. And it was these women. It's like, like, it it seems so natural. It was just normal. uh, Like normal. Like it was a fight. It was this, it was that. But it's like really a progression of, of some really toxic stuff. Yo. And it was there. And then I remember calling you because I'm like, yo, I'm in this spot. You would be the perfect person. And I actually called you because I thought about your relationship, Mm -hmm. how it unraveled on television and how you have been through so much. I was like, yo, let me call Tara because I know she could keep it real. And I know that my girls would definitely relate to her, honey. They know all her television (laughs) business, right? Right, They keep it up with every ounce of that. I said, let me bring her in. And yo, you rocked it, man. Aww, thank you. Thank you. Look, it was, um, you always try to save some of it, right? Which is the a lot of the truth of it so that you can use it to heal people. I mean, we did reality TV and that's fun in terms of, you know, some of the access that it brings. But in, in real life, sitting down at the Shawnee Baraka Center was where I began to really deal with some of the truth of it. It seemed like a safe space. I don't have to kind of perform for TV 
we sat at this round table, people were sharing, I began to share. And then you realize these are conversations that women have just never had because it hasn't been a safe space. So y'all don't even know that y'all in for a treat because we about to share these conversations <laughs> yeah. with y'all. Like, it's going down, y'all. I'm telling you. So it was like week after. I almost want to hold your hand ah. because what folks didn't know is at the time mm -hmm. that I was doing those round circle table talk with the girls and I was supposed to be the facilitator that kind of had it halfway together. During that time, I was in a toxic relationship. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, a wow. super toxic one. And it was actually the strength of you sharing and the conversations with them sh women sharing that made me stand up and say, you know what? Oh, wow. I love me more. I can't stay in this. I can't play with you no more. I can't put you over me for you to step on me because guess what? I love me. Right. And that's the place that we at right now. Like, our connection, right. this is, you know how people have trauma bonds? Right. Nah, sure. This is the healing bond, <laughs> you know? The healing yeah. bond. So we're bonding through storytelling, and then we wrote a book together. Right. Right? Yeah. I Love Me More, which it's not even out yet, but y'all going to be able to get that too? Very soon. <laughs> and it basically talks about eight steps to breaking free from toxic relationships how many of y'all can admit that you might need to get some of that and we're not just talking about romantic relationships yeah. right tara it's all types of relationships relationships in the workplace uh family um friends it's like literally there's so many toxic relationships that you're in that you don't know again you've become so comfortable that you really have to stop start doing your homework start asking yourself some questions and say how do i break free from this how do i break free from this cycle so you begin to open up, you know, doors for other things. And I think that that's where in these conversations where we bonded so much, because I feel like we would on the way to the Shani Baraka Center, we would be chatting it up. Yes. And on the way home, it was like you could hear a pin drop. It Yo. would just be so quiet just from the conversations and what we were feeling. So full. Yeah. So it was ministry. And we didn't really look at it like ministry, but even what we're doing right now, this is ministry because right. it's really all about transformative healing. So if I heal, I can help you to heal. So we're not here to put on airs, y'all. We're not here to be cute, but right. we do look cute. Well, partner, yeah, you I look know, cute right? today. Too. <laughs> but it ain't even all about that. It's really about loving on yourself and learning how to love on yourself because oftentimes we're not taught that. No. We're not taught, wait, hold on, I love me more? Like, yes, it's okay to love yourself a little bit more. And those of you guys that don't know, I'm formerly incarcerated. I, I, I served close to 10 years in federal prison based on poor, poor choices. And those choices started from trauma. And it was trauma that started in my household, right? Dealing with, you know, the way that my brother viewed me and I wanted him to love me so much and he kind of rejected me and then I ended up, being or dealing with people that resembled him. And I just had this cold dependency thing that I couldn't shake a break. And long story short, you know, all of those issues led me to committing the crimes that ultimately mm -hmm. led to my incarceration because I didn't deal with my shit. I didn't deal with my shit. I played and I acted like I don't have a problem. And I, I pretended and I put this mask on and I wore all this shit that in the end, ended up being the death of me. Right. And that's the old me. So it was behind bars for me that I had to start doing that transformative work when I took the makeup off and, you know, the wigs and the weaves off and I had to face my demons in the mirror. That's when I began to heal. And I really had to understand that I'm in a place in a space where nobody's going to love on me unless I love me more. That's really where my transformative journey began. And I went from going from prison and making God a vow that if he got me out of that crazy thing, that I would live life on purpose. And I started pursuing that. And I didn't even know what purpose looked like. I didn't even understand the mission, the assignment, but I was determined to never, ever, ever go back into that dark place and in that prison where they confined me. But then I begin to realize that people are living in a prison every day, yeah, every day, stuck in toxic relationships, 
stuck in stuff yeah. that they should have left and exited a long time ago. Know. And then we asked ourselves the question, why? Why are we stuck in something that we know we should leave? And some of it becomes because we don't love ourselves enough. Right. Would you agree? I think I, I, I definitely agree with that. But also I feel that sometimes some of this comes from not necessarily so much trauma, but what life is bringing you then you have to always self-check. Mm. You know, because sometimes people say, well, this didn't happen to me. That didn't happen to me. Sometimes you're just introduced to people or you're in an environment where these people are around and you have to stop and self-check. Mm. So ideally, I feel like the book, it, it addresses all of these things so that we don't just think, oh, well, I didn't come from a traumatic house or this didn't happen to me. That did not. It does not mean that you don't have to self-check and see that you could be in toxic situations. Yo, that's real. So let's just talk about it. Yeah. You know, I just talked about a little bit of my toxicity. You yeah. know, you want to share with them a little bit about yours? Absolutely. So, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes where you do just, you begin? You, right? I was going to say where do you begin, but like, you know, you find yourself sometimes in a relationship, right? And and it is because of your love for the other person. And you're like, this must be my person because look how I love him. Mm. And look and and you're not looking at Perhaps some of the signs, they could be subtle until you're on national TV with a camera in front of you and the man is married to someone else. Baby! <laughs> you're just like, you wait just a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just <laughs> jumped right into that thing. How did I miss that? Yo! Like, where was I? That like, was cool. And, it, and I was yeah. in prison, Tara. When that episode, and I don't even know if you know this, because <laughs> I didn't used to like to watch TV in right. prison because it was so much with them chairs and fighting folks. Right. But baby, for loving hip hop, I pulled up. Like, what up? <laughs> so I yeah. remember watching you while I was incarcerated right. and seeing all the shenanigans. Yeah, you know, it was so funny because uh, when we first started filming the show, I was like, I was reading this book. And I think it was called The Fire of Love. And I'm like, where do I need to show up more in this relationship? I'm like, maybe I need to check myself. So in, it was in the middle of checking myself and, and seeing, like, what do I need to do more? Maybe I'm too invested in what I'm doing. Maybe I am a little too mean. Maybe I am snappy. You know, so I'm asking myself all, this, all these questions. And really, this is on my train ride to work, really putting myself through it to try to show up better only to find out it really had nothing to do with me at all. Mm. It, it just had nothing to do with me. And and so we're filming, and, and you're, I'm just kind of going along, going along, it's the end of filming, and that's it's So the did end you of, think you was there for the bullshit? You just thought you was going to go? I, I just thought we were there for, to fill the space of the boring couple. What, girl? I thought You we didn't were think that you're... Baby, I, I, I was first of all, I was like two hours late to the interview. I'm like, what do you want to talk to me for? Like, I, I've watched the show. We have nothing to, we have, no, we have none of this going on. So I go to the interview. I do the interview. I was like, oh, yeah, they love me. I was so cute on camera. And he was like, okay, okay. But as, we be, as time began to progress, I could see a very nervous side of him. And I didn't quite understand. So then we were supposed to sit down at the round table for the first time with some of the big execs. And... The nervous energy that he had, I, I had never seen it before. Oh, wow. And he started saying things like, you know, like, um, you know, we, we just need to talk. You know, I, sometimes I really take you for granted. And I'm just like, I'm, I still can't really. And all I want to do is get this over because I got to get to work. I mean, let's go do this and see what they want to talk about. And then I get to work. And that was the first time. So the interview where we were going together for them to sit and talk to us was the first time I had noticed something that I couldn't put my finger on. Wow. And then him saying, sometimes I take you for granted. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what, help me understand, like, with the kids or with the, what, with what? And we just never got to it. So when I revisited that with him, I'm like, what did you mean by that? Like, trying to get him to, so then he was his old self again. So he was able to, like, oh, no, I was just feeling something. I will talk about it later, you know. And so it was in that. Um, and at the time, you know, we're artists, right? So sometimes we work and sometimes we're not. And it was at a very low time, I feel, for him, where, you know, I just thought, like, this is what he needed. So I'm going, I'm going to these interviews because I think this is what he needs. This is going to do whatever it's going to do for him. I'm just going to go along the ride. At least I've done my part. I'm reading my book. I'm self-checking. i got to get my attitude under, under control, you know. And... Um, 
And it was in, in that that, you know, he starts saying, oh, this person's going to be on the show with us, or that person's going to be on the show with us. And I'm like, why? What does this person have to do with us? So it's like, oh, some of the artists that I'm managing. So I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm literally, but, but you got to keep in mind, like, it's not that I'm aloof or I'm not present. I just had so many other things going on from college to now. My relationship happened after my day had ended. Mm. I went to class. I went to work. Oh, I got a boyfriend. And so for me here, I have the kids. I have to get ready for work. And, oh, yeah, and if he's home, when I get home, I got a boyfriend, you know, kind of deal. It wasn't like. I was just so involved in myself. Like, mm. I wasn't going to chase him. I don't try to look through the phone. I'm just like, it, it will come out. And that's what happened on national Whoa, TV. Whoa, I, <laughs> I got these hills on because I got to drop them because we're going to talk up in here, baby. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Jamila T. Davis, and I got a special offer for you, right? It's my gift from me to you. You want to level up? You want to manifest the life of your dreams? Well, I'm going to give you a piece of the plan, right? It starts with my Manifested Now vision plan. So follow me. It's actually the template that I use each and every year to get into my goals, my dreams. And unlike a vision board, I actually put this document on paper with goals and dreams and plans of who I want to be and what I want to become. And now you could do it too. It's time to level up y'all. It's time to be the best you that you could possibly be. And I'm going to give you the plan. And best of all, I'm going to give it to you for free. Click the link right here, download today and level up. Make sure you share the results with me. This is the exact plan that I've been doing for the last four years and each and every year is taking me higher and higher and I pray it does the same for you. Yeah, so it... it, it so hold up, you yeah. mean to tell me you didn't really get to understand and know until the camera started rolling for So that wasn't staged? That was no, like that your staged. real life? But you, you have to keep in mind, like, it's not that I'm... I thought like, oh, he's so amazing. It's just like, I don't know anything. You know, we, we have our issues. What I consider well, no Well, did you other... think he was cheating or you just didn't really care? Or what I, don't, I don't think at the time I thought he was cheating because we would have wow. conversations. I mean, there would be feelings and intuitions, but there's no proof. Not, no proof of anything. And are just being real of the man that I'm dating. I'm, I'm dating a man in a certain industry. There's a stigma that comes along with it, so, you know. And so it's not that I never acknowledged that, but I did think that, why would he cheat on me? Like, I'm, you know, like wow, in my that's... head. With my cheaters in the past, because mm -hmm. I had a few, I didn't know that they was cheating either. Right. You know, I can yeah. remember one time specifically with my daughter's father, I literally just pushed my daughter out. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even a full month yet. And I remember his phone ringing and I had grabbed it out the car. So I guess he didn't know that I took the phone and I could remember me picking up that phone and I'm like, hello. Cause I'm like, right. not, you know, and a girl was on the other right. end and I'm like, and I was scared to say, cause right. I didn't even know. And I called my best friend. She's like, call that number back. I'm B U B U B on three way. I'm like, all right. And baby, yeah. my guy that I was with for three years, he was with another woman for those same amount oh, of time. Oh, wow. And she yeah. didn't know about me and I didn't know about her. And he was at her house by the time, you know, we called back. And right. it was crazy to me because I never saw the signs. I just didn't think that he would cheat. So go back to your story because no, I think, that's I think real been, relatable I think and I've real been, real. It, let's say, for instance, you go back to college, right? And you date. It's like, we're young. What What do I really expect? You got a boyfriend until you don't. It wasn't that serious. So I think it... This was the first time that I'm like, now I'm looking at my future with a man. Mm. Like, I, you know, where I'm from, girls don't have babies until they're married, you know. So I've already, we already have a child now. So the next step must be this. Because this is, you're telling me that you love me like no other. And um, so I'm thinking that's what, what we are progressing to. Okay. And so... Um, and I'm definitely living like that, you know, like that's what we're progressing mm -hmm, to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do the show and then you find out, then I found out that he was married. So you literally find out on the show. On the show. So that wasn't made up. That was a real life. That was a real life thing on the show. Yeah. How did you deal with that, sis? Um, 
I just probably for like the next few months act like it didn't even exist. What? Yeah, I just I just like had to. I probably like mentally just shut down in a way. You, you know? didn't beat his. Maybe the next. I know that's day. probably the wrong. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I'm supposed to be all the way here, but what? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean. I did, but because I feel like you embarrassing me. Yeah. Why would you take me on a show? But it was like it was just levels to it. It was shock. I had never been shocked like that. Then here I am with a camera in my face. It's like, how do I even react to this? Like, I don't want to be that girl that's fighting on TV. Like, what? Like, what just happened? So it was a lot of things. I'm like, there's the embarrassment. What happens when my family sees this? Like, but you know what? Fuck it. I got to go to work. I got to get just, you know. Like, it was just like I still got to be go to work. So I just. Um, so then some months had passed and I look in the mirror and I realize I'm like 90 pounds. Wow. And I'm like, Oh wait, it's affecting me. (laughs) I didn't realize, you know, you just really, I just feel like, you know, let me just compartmentalize this, put this here. I'll take it out when I need it. And I'll just continue on with my life. It was the first time I wasn't able to compartmentalize. It would just spill over at all times. Uh, at home, I would act. Wait, was you emotional? Like, would you? I was cry extremely about it? emotional, but at home, not in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. I had to really like. I really had to learn the the different lives. I'm like, there's my TV self, and then there's my home self, and then, not just him being at that time what I considered the love of my life, but he was like my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, if I went home and I said, like, "Oh, this person did something to me at work," he's like, "What? You know, he's ready to show up." So. My friend, I'm like, how do I even say so it was just like this extremely toxic balance of loving him, hating him, loving him, hating him, hating that I love him, you know, because that's a real thing. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. And people judge people. But if you ever really love someone, yeah. how do you stop loving them? If you could just stop loving somebody like this, baby, you never loved them. Yeah. And, and I think it was like this. I think, you know, when you look in terms of like the full spectrum of TV, it was like kind of set up to where we met him at the same time. He chose her, not me. Why can't I get over it? But it's it was like, here's 13 years that I've put into someone, and mm. this is like my family. I had, you know, for me, at that time, I had a child at 31. I'm like, I'm 31. I, you know, I have a baby at 31. I, I We date for seven years before I even have a baby. So, like, there's no rush here. What do you, Why are you taking this dream from me, you know? <sighs> and And it wasn't like, you know, he was seemingly you know toxic it was still i'm sorry you know it was very humble so it's like then you're dealing with that and you're seeing this person that's like like i playing with you you know like so it's almost you got your mental stuff y'all yeah and you loving somebody and you try so people judge and then it's like you can't really judge till you kind of been in that seat and now you got this kid who you seen your sons. parents? I have two sons. Two at this sons. Yeah. You seen your parents live happily ever after? So you thinking I'm gonna be able to bring my kids into that too? Well, not, I don't know. I've seen my parents happily ever after. My parents really went through it. My parents were married at 18, mm. so my parents kind of grew up together, and we grew up with them. Especially the first set of us, we grew up with them. So I think that was my precaution, and why I moved so slow. Why I feel like. We were best, the best of friends. Mm. Why well, I took my time, and after doing all of that, how do we end up here? Wow, that's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. And I guess I said the happily ever after because I know my first heartbreak mm-hmm. came from my first boyfriend. Right, I was fourteen years old, gave myself to him. He was sixteen, mm-hmm. and I thought we would be happily ever after. That's why I would give my precious self yeah. to this individual. And I remember when he left me for the girl that was 16 years old and made her own money, and he put me on this right. straight path to, you know, figuring out why I wasn't good enough and, oh, the only way I'm going to be good enough is to get this money. Now I turn into this chaser of things and mm-hmm. people and all this stuff because of my trauma, and I know what that did to me. So although our situation's a little bit different, right. it's relatable. Mm-hmm. It's relatable, and it's really trauma so you're traumatized, right. traumatized from being on national t- TV where not just a few people may know about it. Now right. you got all of these people who know what's going on yeah. and you can't even. And, and, then, and, then, and you're, you're in this position where depend, depending upon the, you know, the demographic, the age of the person, uh, where they grew up they they have a side, you know, so you have you had people that 
that took her side and understood where, understood where she came from. And I and I wasn't I, I don't think I was prepared for that. So how was the size? Like, how did you know about the size? Was it like on no, social well, no, media? No, no, I meant like the like here we are on TV. Yes. And everything's on social media. Yes. So people took sides. Wow. They liked her. They liked me. So they were they on your comments him. and stuff like people that? People would be in your comments. You know, you you go on interviews and and people just had different sides that they took. So I don't. I just thought that everybody would understand where I stood. Wow. And so when you realize that people did not understand where you stood, you're just like, so now I. Hey, ladies, it's your girl, Dr. Jamila T. Davis here, and I got something truly transformative to share with you today. As black women, we know the struggle with hormonal imbalances all too well. Whether it's dealing with PMS or navigating the changes of menopause, let me tell you, finding hormone harmony was a game changer for me, and I'm excited to share why. Hormone Harmony isn't just another supplement. It's a phenomenon, y'all. Picture this. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Yeah, you heard right. This stuff is flying off the shelf because it's changing lives. When it comes to our health, quality matters. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is all about making women's lives easier. They use science-backed ingredients that actually work. No compromises, just results. So let's talk about adaptogens. That's the secret sauce in Hormone Harmony. These herbal abstracts help our bodies adapt to stressors like hormonal changes, making them perfect for any woman experiencing imbalances. From hot flashes to low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back, sis. But here's the real kicker. Feeling like yourself again. That's what women are saying in over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. And let me tell you, it's true. I'm finally feeling like me again, and it was worth every single penny. Now, here's the deal. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. So you know what to do, sis. Visit happymammoth.com today and get your bottle. Trust me, you'll thank me later. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply don't even know like am i wrong like did i was i supposed to and then i just you know and then i i think at some point i just begin to stand on my balls and be like i'm gonna do whatever i want to do here everybody, that's what everybody else did that's what i'm gonna do and so there was a moment where i don't think i cared if i was toxic after that for a moment it was like i have a nickel in this dime and i'm gonna do me until i feel like doing something. And I think that oh, was the part right. that people weren't really ready for. Because like, we usually go, yeah. and you stayed, and you said, look, this is what it is. And I'm not mad at it, but it's definitely... Toxic. It's toxic, definitely but toxic. it's definitely a different approach. So yeah. I, I get it. So you're saying people judge that. People judge that. They were like, well, why wouldn't you just get over it? Why wouldn't you do this? And I'm like, until you've been here, you would have no idea. No, that's right. And I don't... And so it became where I don't care that you understand me, this is just what I'm doing. And when you get there, call me. I'll help wow. you through it. So how did you get 
sweet. Yeah. Like we talking <laughs> about breaking free from toxicity. How did you get free, sis? Um, I know that's the magic question yeah. everybody wants to know. Like, yo, what did you do? Because I need to do that. Mm, yeah, you know what? You know, when, when you look on it, you know, it seems like I've overcome, but I really went through it. You know, a lot of, uh, I had to look at myself. I had to, um, there was a lot of disappointment sometimes when I wasn't as strong as I wanted to be. And I didn't want people to know. Cause like, aren't I the strong one? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a slow process, a slow process. Um, a lot of that came from being able to really see that, see him for who he was. Not that he was a bad person, but people have their own traumas that come with different sides of them. That's good, that's good. Really understanding that. Um, uh, but at some point also having some compassion, because we have kids. We have three boys that adore him. Wow. You know, and that's just... And y'all went on TV, because y'all started on TV with two. With two. And I remember then you had three, and then didn't... The well, the third one? came from, I'm like, well, what the hell am I being so nice to everybody for? Nobody gave a shit about me. Like, I, I don't, like, at some point it was, this is the man that I was with, and if you're going to show up on my door, then you stay there until I open it and he goes out. Yeah, that was crazy. And then, so and you ended up having a third I kid. Had a third and did she have a... She had a first kid. She had a first. Sec, she had a first kid, and then after my my son, she after had another. After your third kid, yeah, after my third then child, she had, she had another, another kid. child. Yeah, baby, ain't that like some biblical stuff? You but remember? it's it's the Bible. But it, it seemed like it was like some com, like like this competitive thing, but it really wasn't. It it had nothing to do with competition because I had already had two children, so I understand that. I have, I'm not even yeah. saying yours, but like. It's the story in the Bible, and I forget. Oh. I gotta get it. It's with Sarah, or it's one of them, and yeah. one had a baby, and then the other went and got the baby because then she had another. Like, so it was like you guys were like in this whole thing to TV world, and I could remember tuning in with the popcorn. But in, but in real life, you were just dealing with people with like feelings that really just wanted to resolve them, but couldn't resolve them perhaps as quickly as they wanted to. So that's what I was about to say. So you almost making me feel bad. Because I would tune in to see mm-hmm. y'all. Yeah. And it was entertainment for me, but it was real life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, it, I mean it, it came with a lot of, but I was, I was patient with myself because I knew that I was not ready. It wasn't like he and I were on the verge of breaking up or, or, or some of these things. It was literally, I really have to get over this. I really have to move on. I really have to do these things. And, you know, with that came, you know, I began to date. I'm like, what does that look like? I open myself up to it. It's, you know, very scary. Because I'm like, this is a guy I chose. Now I got to go really figure this out in the, in the real world, dating again with somebody that I thought I was happy with. Mm. And now what does that look like? And now I have to really trust that there's something boys. better for me. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's a real place. But, we, but we've come a long way even in the co-parenting, I'm like, you know, that's toxic, right? It's showing up again. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, it comes from like understanding, learning, and then calling people on it. Mm. Or even, you know, self-checking. You know, looking at myself. Like, why did I want this to work out? That's right. You know, I, I wanted it to work out because my parents had done. They figured it out. You know, and I really wanted that because I'm the cool girlfriend. I have eight brothers. So how could you leave the cool girlfriend for anything? And I just, it wasn't so much, you know, you want just your family to work out. It's like, no, I love this person. So I wanted to work out with him. And I think that's the difference. Sometimes people say, I have a child, but they didn't have that attachment from the beginning. That love wasn't there to even compete. So when you move on, you move on. But with him, I, in my heart, I'm like, that's who I chose. That's what I wanted. So that was the difficult. That's real. So I'm going to ask you what your mm-hmm. I love me more moment was. Yeah. But I know what my I love me more moment was. So for me, I told you I was at the Shani Baraka Center with you. Mm-hmm. And I was dealing with this crazy toxic relationship that I knew was toxic. And I was dealing with this individual and I hadn't been with anyone in 14 years. I was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. I came home and I wasn't interested in men for a while. Mm-hmm. And I did to trust this man mm-hmm. who I embraced. And it was so crazy because he was no good for me. 
he represented everything that I said I wasn't going to do again. Mm -hmm. It was a certain type of individual that I knew wasn't the type for me. Mm -hmm. Yet I went back on what I knew because he was a little bit more fluent, kind of doing things a little bit more legit, but he still represented that same archetype mm -hmm. that I knew <laughs> was no good for me. And it's so crazy because I'll never forget. And I don't think I've ever really shared this story, but I was at home at my parents' house because I came home to nothing. I had nothing. You know, people see me now, but they don't really understand. I came from nothing mm -hmm. and I was tired. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was tired of walking alone and I wanted to build. I wanted to get out of my parents' house and this particular person began to talk to me about purpose for work. That was aligned with the things that I do. And I was right. like, okay, this could work. And the person seemed to have a more solid foundation. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, we can walk this journey together. And this person had recently divorced mm -hmm. and, you know, showed me their divorce papers and was like, yo, I'm done with this. This is the, the, the. I'm like, okay, so maybe we can begin again. So we begin to date. And even though I saw all the signs and the things then I saw business and I was like, okay, well maybe this could work. And it wasn't until this particular person, and this is no bullshit, mm -hmm. appeared on the front cover of my daddy's daily newspaper. This is some real shit. My dad, every day, if anybody knows my daddy goes and gets the paper. Oh, wow. And I had to beat him to the paper because I knew somebody had called me ahead of time mm -hmm. and told me, listen, your peoples is on the front page, you know? And my dad opened up the paper and he said, I don't want this for you, mm -hmm. you know? I'm like, it's crazy because it's like, yo, Miller, you made that poor choice again, mm -hmm. you know? And I had started breaking away, but it was like, I'm still having conversation, but we're not intimate, but I'm still. And then I could remember my mother calling me frantically, mm -hmm. right? And she said, yo, the FBI was here at the house. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I just came home from federal prison. The FBI, what's up? Because right. I know I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> Yo, this is a real story. Yeah, I know. And the FBI, I'm on federal probation, trying to live my life right, in the schools, doing things on purpose. Now I'm connected to this individual who they're investigating. So they came to my mother's door mm -hmm. to serve her with a subpoena for documentation because of him and his involvement with me. And at that minute, and at that moment, not only did I knew that I fucked up, mm -hmm. like that I was back doing the same old thing that I said I would never ever do again, I realized, Tara, I had to love me more. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I doing? What is the matter with me, girl? You done did the self-help books. You done wrote the series. You done did all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But you're still with people who look like this. All of the residue is right there. You have this archetype, and this individual falls in that, even though it, it's supposed to be legit. It ain't really legit, because now the feds is knocking mm -hmm. at the door. And I really had the reality check. And I had to break it on down. And I said, I don't want to be with nobody. Yeah. So I just... Cut all the strings, baby. Don't ever call me. How about this? We just going to yeah. do this thing cold turkey because I got to love me more. Now I'm embarrassing myself. I'm embarrassing my parents and I'm back in some bull crap. I'm not doing this no more. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't tell you that he got back with his wife and didn't tell me he was with the lady. Baby, baby, that's a whole nother. We're going to get into that in the next couple of episodes. But it was a zoo and I was allowing myself to juggle mm -hmm. a, a, a man to juggle me and somebody else. And now I'm back dealing with those insecurities because that's what happened. Mm -hmm. People will pluck on your wounds, yeah. right? So in the very place that you thought you healed from, mm -hmm. they gonna stab you back in that spot. So now I'm like, am I good enough? Or, you know, why doesn't he want me? Or he wants her? Like, now mm -hmm. I'm playing in my mind, right? right? Because right. I'm letting somebody's definition of how they view me form my perception of how I view myself.
I knew I couldn't do it anymore. So I made a valid decision to stand up and say, Jamila, I love me. Hello friends, it's your girl, Dr. Jamila T. Davis, and I have a special announcement. We are finally opening up the Black Women's Lives Matter community. So what does that mean in real time? We can fellowship with you. We have this platform that we're giving to you for absolutely free. And it's a place where you can learn from other black women just like you. And we're gonna be learning real things, speaking to experts about finances, relationships, fashion, makeup, parenting, you name it, we got it in the community. It's a place that we can fellowship and also heal. We're also going to be having therapy in the community. There's a lot of things that we need to talk about to get off our chest, you know, and we're going to do it in a safe place where we can learn from experts about how to maximize our potential and become the best us that we can possibly be. So what does this mean? It's time to click the link in our bio and join today. It is absolutely free. It costs you nothing <laughs> and it will grow you so much, I promise you. So meet me in the community. You get to actually work with me this year. I'm going to be doing some one-on-ones. I'm going to be doing some group work and it's all about leveling up. Meet me in the community. I'll see you soon. And y'all already know what it is. It's going down. What was your I love me more moment? Um, so, you know, just even, even in you saying that, I just think about um, uh, this conversation I had with my dad. And this two in particular. One was um, when I would, I guess when I would go to my dad, because my dad is the one I, I go to for the answers. I'm just like, you know, like straight up, like, you know, we grew up in a really religious household. So it's like there are times I'm like, all right, cut the shit. Tell me what is going on. What is happening? Like, why are people like this? What What is going on? So one of the first conversations um, that we had where I had to really look at myself, my dad was like, if you don't catch yourself, and I'm not telling him necessarily what I'm doing, so you're going to end up with another baby. And I was like, how does this man? At that time, I was like, that was so far-fetched, right? Because I was I, at that time, I wasn't planning on having any other children with Peter, especially, and I got pregnant again. My dad didn't talk to me for a year. He's like, I told you. Wow. And the next conversation with my dad, and when we first started talking again, it was, I'm disappointed because you know better. And I think a lot of that disappointment, and that begins to ring in my head, like maybe am I seeking for my dad's approval in a way, but only because he expects more. Mm. Only because he has taught me better. Yes. And and I start then I start kind of even arguing with that. Like, oh my dad told me this. My dad said this. So it it came with just a lot of self reflection, not putting the blame on Peter, not putting the blame on anybody, but putting it on me. Like why when are you gonna smarten up, heal up? Heal up and move on. Because it's trauma yeah. that is actually keeping you Stuck yeah. in spaces and places longer than you need to be. Yeah. That's a real thing. So, my, and my dad's very much so like that. He's like, um, even though, you know, he's, he's, he and my mom have gone through it, when it comes to us, he's going to shut everything down to make sure those conversations are had. That's right. So the moment I'm talking to my dad and I feel like a failure mm -hmm. to the person that the only approval that really matters mm. to me, and he's like, you know better. You've had all the examples. What are you doing? And just like that, it's like, oh, my God. I love me more. I love me more. <laughs> Yo, so that's it, y'all. We yeah. are going to take you on a journey, do this podcast. And we're telling you, not that we're perfect, mm -hmm. but we are a work in progress, right? Now, what I can say is I left that toxic relationship and I took two years to heal, mm -hmm. meaning I didn't want to be with anyone. Right. I needed to work on me. 
So I practiced my affirmation because I had the blueprint. I wrote it, right? Mm -hmm. I practiced my affirmations. I got into my purpose work. I started really working on me. I started looking at self-care. Like, what does my self-care routine look like? What am I doing to make me happy, right? Because oftentimes we're looking for happiness Mm -hmm. from someone else when happiness should actually come from within. Mm -hmm. So I did the work. And it's so crazy because through the power of manifestation, it's like, my soulmate appeared. Mm-hmm. And my soulmate, y'all, is not that archetype that I'm always attracted to and into. And that, mind you, I have a handsome, mm-hmm. you know, um, mate. But he represented something else. Mm-hmm. And it was something far more healthy, right? And we got together and it was like, ooh. Yeah. So when I let go and let God, and I actually prayed. And I got specific with God, like, I want someone I can take this journey with for the rest of my life. God, Mm -hmm. I want someone who's going to love me like you love the church. Because that's what the Bible say, right? Right. I want that individual. Please just manifest that person and I'll ask for it. And shortly Mm -hmm. after I asked for it, Angelo Mm -hmm. showed up in my life. And he began to love on me in a way that I've never been loved on before. And the crazy part is, I can't even tell you it's happily ever after, because the real truth is, when you got somebody that got all kind of toxic with them, and they used to toxic shit, when healthy stuff show up, you don't even know how to act. You know, now you start to get in your own way and mess stuff up that was right. So it was a lot. But I found someone who loved me enough to work with me through my stuff. But loving myself more helped me to be in position to love someone else. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. So on this journey, y'all, we're going to yeah. be talking about all of that. We got a lot. We got to tell but you about I, I was book. just about to say, yes. um, in, in that, when, when you meet people that challenge that, right? Mm. Um, so I, I've definitely been in situations like that where people are challenging me and really trying to have a level of conversation I wasn't used to. Mm. You know, it does make you look on it and and say, you know what? I'm not. I've now. I've been like. I'm not even ready for a relationship. Wow. There's more. Not just I need to do more work, but I'm in the thick of things. You know, I have a. I have three children: high school, middle, middle school, elementary school. So it's like, it's just not my focus right now. And that's okay. You know, I've dated, and I'm like, all right, enough of that. You know. Baby, but I wasn't trying to date. I was just where you was. I yeah. said, after the damn FBI came again, baby, I could be yeah. by myself. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't looking for nothing and it just showed up yeah. and it showed up at the right time. I so what that. I want you to be open to on this mm-hmm. journey that we are going to take together yeah. is be open to love. Yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's okay to love again when it's right. When it's right. Yeah. But make sure it's right. But when it's right, yeah. it's okay to love again. Yeah, and you I don't got to sure. look because... The right thing will show up. I feel yeah. like when we looking, that's when all the crazy, we looking for all the wrong stuff. Sometimes we don't know what to look for. So it's okay to say, yeah. you know what? I don't got the answers. I don't got the playbook. I'm going to just wait for love to show up. Yeah. And when it shows up and it shows up at the right time. And I believe when God or, you know, the universe sends it to us, it's going to be just right. I definitely say that. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so I love me more, y'all. I love me more. Uh-huh. This is our podcast, y'all. And it's really just a walk. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. It's just real people talking to real people. Yeah. And it's sharing with y'all our playbook. Like, what did we do? How did we start the healing process? What does that even look like? We're going to really talk to you and, and teach you in some ways, you know, the playbook that they didn't teach us in school. Right. We talk about emotional wellness and, you know, emotional health. This emotional is the stuff that we... We, we yeah. really don't get from folks. Folks don't teach this. So this has been learned. And you're actually doing a certification now, too. You want to talk I about am. that? So I'm doing my certification to be to become certified in domestic violence. And that um, I love that because I, I'm just thinking about stuff I've just never really thought about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it really comes from understanding people who are abusers and what's happening in their mind and what they have to do. So it's really no different than what we're doing, whether it's affirmations, whether it's meditation, it's really retraining your brain to think a different way, to do something different. And then so that you be get, so that you get used to that. There's some mm-hmm. level of comfortability in that new way of 
thinking, moving, acting. And so I'm so excited. I'm so excited excited. And guys, I got my dissertation on, you know, using life coaching Mm -hmm. to dethrone the trauma to prison pipeline. So like Mm -hmm. I'm a specialist when it comes to trauma and understanding about healing through my real life experiences and through my PhD credentials. Mm -hmm. So we put our real life experiences together with what we have learned and just with other people's walk. And we just willing to put it on the table here and just really, really, really deal with it. So I hope you will stay with us on this path. I hope you will get our book. I love me more. We're going to talk about it. We're going to be telling you about the chapters. The first chapter is recognizing you know, the difference between mm-hmm. a toxic and healthy relationship. Yeah. So we're going to get into that because a lot of people don't know that they're in toxic relationships yeah. because they don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. And I just kind of talked to you about that with Angelo. Mm-hmm. He showed up and because I don't really know and I'm so used to so much toxicity, when something healthy shows up, I can't even discern it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to discern all that thing, that stuff, y'all. We're going to get free and you got permission today yes. to love yourself more. This is your girl, Dr. Jamila T. Davis. And Tara Wallace. And y'all already know, this is the finale of our first intro episode of I Love, I Love Me More Podcast. And it's going This week's episode of I Love Me More Period was all about self-reflection. Tara and I shared our stories. We talked about our pain and our encounters with toxic relationships. So the first step is admitting that you have a problem. It's dangerous, y'all, to stay in situations that don't support you. So the first step is to really, really analyze the people around you and make sure they're really your people. They're really your tribe. And if you want to go further with us in this journey, as we dig deep in our healing, get a copy of our new book, I Love Me More, The Eight Steps to Breaking Free from Toxic Relationships. And it's not just a regular book. It's an interactive guide that shares examples and really gives you the bullet points of what you need to do to get free. Because it's easy to say, hey, I want to be free, but then you got to put that work in. We show you how to put that work in. Go to ilovememoreperiod.com and we'll see you on the next episode. On the next episode of I Love Me More podcast. She is the director of Newark's Office of Violence Prevention. Let's give it up for our dear friend, Director Keisha Yuri. My job is not to reduce crime and violence in the city. That's not my job. My job is to put resources in the community so that they don't resort to crime and violence. So I got into this work by way of my own personal trauma and issues. So my dad passed away my first year of college. My mom passed away my second year of college. And so I had to um, drop out of school, out of college, and go home and work. I never looked at myself as being a victim of domestic violence. It was just like an eye-opener for me and an aha moment because I went through the same thing that folks were talking about. I remember being in the space and and hearing the stories and saying, well, domestic violence is not just what happens within intimate relationships. It's what's happening in your four walls. And I was like, wait, my mother and father was in a domestic violence. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.